Hi, this is Sandy Waters from the Breakfast Buzz Morning Show, and you are listening to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. Hey, food bloggers. Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast for food bloggers looking for the value and confidence that will move the needle forward in their businesses. I am your host, Megan Porta, and you are listening to episode number 253 with Sandy Waters. Sandy is going to teach us today how to grow a loyal fan base and increase engagement using the proven strategies and techniques radio broadcasters have used for decades. Sandy is the co-host of The Breakfast Buzz with Spazano and Sandy on 98.9 The Buzz, one of the longest running morning show teams in the country. She is also the host of the Seven Figures Smart Money Strategies for Women podcast. Pulling from her 20 plus years of experience in the field of broadcasting, Sandy has most recently started her own coaching businesses where she teaches the proven strategies to grow a loyal audience and increase engagement. Sandy, I could not be more excited to have you here on my podcast today. Before we dig into this amazing conversation, we want to hear what your fun fact is. Oh boy, Megan. Okay. I got I got two. Got two quickies. First, I don't know how to cook. So <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out there right now. <laughs> and you're um, talking to food bloggers, so this yeah, is funny. <laughs> And I, another pathetic fun fact would be that I don't have a hobby. Really? I know. I know. I know. It's sad to Like, you not even you are... a single hobby? Like, um, I don't know, crocheting or... No, I don't know. It's, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the guilt because, like, the kids are my hobby or... I don't know. And I know you being so adventurous that you probably are like, oh, poor thing. Well, you should come visit. We'll dig into some skydiving or something. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Oh, risk it first. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll find something. Well, I I have to add a third fact. And I would love for you to tell this story because I follow you on Instagram and food bloggers, I know, will get a kick out of this story because I was dying. I was like in tears, crying, laughing so hard. Um, so you mentioned that you don't cook, but your husband entrusted you with this meat thermometer the other day and said, hey, Sandy, make sure I don't know what he told you, but you posted this story on Instagram that you're like, I don't know what to do with this thing. And then it started beeping while you were talking it was oh my gosh, so Megan! I needed you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't there. So my husband loves cooking, and he has been asking for years for this smoker, the big green egg or whatever the heck it is. And I've been pushing him off for years. So he finally gets it. He just shows up one day with it. He's sick of even trying to ask me. Shows up with it. So this was like one, like the first week that he's had it, and he goes, "Listen, I'm going to cook." a roast or whatever, pulled pork or whatever the hell he's cooking in there for the guys tonight. It was the kickoff football game. That's all you have to do is is hold on to this thermometer and make sure it doesn't drop below this temperature. I don't know. He gave me some instruction. And the darn thing kept beeping and I had no idea what to do. I'm like, why is he such a fool to trust me with this? Oh my gosh. And it was just so perfectly timed because you were talking in a story and while you're talking, it starts beeping and you're like, what? What? Someone help, help. I couldn't couldn't get the darn thing to stop. So he, in his mind, he was going to come home from work at like six, six 30. The guys were going to come over at seven. They were going to eat and then watch NFL kickoff. 
Well, they didn't eat, Megan, until <laughs> after 10 o'clock at oh night because I guess I left the, I, I allowed it to get below the temperature. I don't know. Oh my gosh. So is he going to trust you again? I hope that? not. Oh. <laughs> it seemed very stressful for you. So for both parties, I really hope that, you know, we can move forward and maybe figure out a new option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come visit. Come visit oh my us. Gosh. Megan, when <laughs> yes. I well, I think everyone listening is like, okay, Sandy will come help you. So if you, you now have a new circle of friends, we we've got your back. So you can call Aww. any of us. Yeah. And you guys are such a nice circle of friends. Too. Oh, Thank you. well, speaking of nice, I was also going to say that you are like the nicest person I know. And you also have the coolest voice I know. So I just wanted to say that it's so such an honor to have you here. I love your speaking voice. You're a radio personality. And I didn't know that your um, your show was one of the longest running morning shows in the country, but that's pretty cool. And we're going to talk about just how to grow a loyal fan base. So this translates from what you've learned in radio to food blogging, because we all have voices, whether they're audio voices or just blogging voices or social media voices. Quote, voice doesn't need to be audio. A voice is just putting yourself out there to your audience, which we all do. So this is a really important topic. Would you want to start by talking about the exercise that you take podcasters through, which again, translates to us and it's called the exaggeration of you um, exercise. I don't know. You did this for me and I would just love for you to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. And you're 100% right. Like at one time when you would hear broadcast or I'm a broadcaster, it was just, you know, radio TV. Now it's like every single one of us, we're all broadcasters. If you post on social media, if you're a blogger, if you have a podcast, we're all broadcasters. So all the things that we've learned during, you know, the 20 plus years in morning radio absolutely can imply, uh, apply to every industry that you're in because the bottom line is we're trying to connect with our audience and create that loyal fan base, I guess you can say. So in radio, what we would always do is um, this exercise that you refer to, the exaggeration of you is what I call it, but it's just... Um, Breaking down who you are as a person, not your brand, not uh, that you're a food blogger. It's far beyond you and your food blogging. It's more of just who you are as an individual and how you want to show up in your food blog or on your podcast or on your radio show, whatever that may be. So we go through, um, and you remember, it was a pretty extensive series of questions. And it was, you know, um, I don't, I don't know if intense is the right word, but it was, um, it was an exercise that we followed and there's a strategy to it, but you can absolutely DIY it. Um, just to break down who you are, the character, the parts of your character that you want to show up that connect with your audience. And they always say, even in Hollywood or comedians, they follow like the rule of have, um, a quirky point of view on life. So whatever that is, your what makes you unique, your unique, quirky, whatever, make sure that shows up in your character headline because it will A, stand out and B, it'll relate to people, whether they think it's funny that you have that quirk or they have that quirk too and now they feel connected to you. 
So can you give us some examples? So I know for me, um, I'm trying to think back, like some of mine were like, I'm adventurous and I do weird things like jumping out of airplanes. <laughs> and um, you pulled this one out that I'm a food blogger, but I actually am like really lazy in the kitchen and feed my boys frozen pizzas occasionally, actually pretty regularly, things like that. So what are some other examples? Like what are some of yours? Um, okay. So yeah. And uh, well, so mine are, um, I'm a, a, a neurotic, crazy Italian mom who's overprotective <laughs> and risk adverse. Okay. But your whole thing with the, how casual you are or how down to earth you are in the kitchen is just so perfect because, and if any other food bloggers are listening and you kind of relate to that, please show up as that on your blog because the people, if they go through your blog or anybody, a podcast or whatever, um, and they get the vibe that you got it all together and you're perfect, you're pretty much asking your audience to hate you. And I say that because in Hollywood, they will create a character who they want the audience to hate as the perfect person. Because nobody likes that perfect person, right? You, I could even feel your eyes roll once I say the perfect person. You're like, oh, you know, it's like we're back in high school again. So don't ever show up as the perfect person. But I feel like so many people feel the pressure to do that because when you show up broadcasting as a food blogger or a YouTuber or a podcaster, you feel like this pressure to, to have all the answers, to be the guide to the answer. And, you know, the imposter syndrome, you want to prove your credibility, how, you know, people should trust you. But that is the last way to do it is to know everything is to be the little miss know it all. <laughs> That's so true. We all hate the little miss know it all, right? Like in grade school, we were like, yeah. Ugh, what is she thinking? <laughs> but we feel like we have to. It's, it's something that takes over. And especially when you're new at something and we've all been there, we all do it. We all need almost like, okay, let's, let's have a little self-awareness. Let's realize when we're doing it, because there is going to be a time where you come across that way because you're, you're uncomfortable, you're nervous. You want people to take you seriously so you feel like you have to put up this front or you're too busy looking at what everybody else is doing, especially when you're first starting. You want to mimic what you're seeing out there, which is good, but you eventually have to branch off on your own and show who you really are. A lot of people say it. It's almost like overused, but you have to show your vulnerabilities, which means, you know, just expose who you really are. It's so much easier when you can get to the point where you're like, ah. Okay, I'm just going to be me. Mm, it's vulnerable, though. I feel like what you said is so true where we want people to take us seriously, especially as food bloggers wanting our blogs to take off. We want all the traction and the traffic and the money. And in order to do that, we in our minds, we think that we need to do everything right to be taken seriously. But that's actually not true. Like, yes, we need to do stuff right probably a lot of the time with cooking. But when we fail... Or if we have vulnerabilities, we need to let our audience know about that, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I would think it would be like if you posted something and you probably have where you're, you're like, oh my gosh, look at my amazing dish. And all your pictures always look so amazing. And, 
And then you all of a sudden show a shot of your kids eating frozen pizza. <laughs> I mean, to me, I'd be like, oh, my God, I love her so much because I can connect with her. And, oh, she's real. That's what you want. You want people to walk away being, okay, yes, the dish turned out perfect. Of course, I'm going to trust her to teach me the right way to do it. But, oh, my gosh, okay, so she's real. So I don't feel inferior. You never want your audience to feel inferior to you because I, I don't think you would want that anyhow, but it's not, it's not a good place. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to feel that way. They're not going to come back to you if, you if that's how you make them feel. And that's an important thing too. Every time you write a blog or whatever you're doing and putting it out there, Think about not only what you're teaching the people that are going to see it, focus more on the feeling than you do anything else. You want people to walk away from your blog feeling what? Is it feeling, um, you know, a sense of, okay, I got this. I can do this too. Is it a feeling of, um, I, I don't know what, uh, anything but guilt that they don't know how to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Anything but guilt. <laughs> yeah. No, I love this. It's a really good reminder because we don't often remind ourselves of this. We do get into that like perfect groove. Like I'm on a track and I need to do all of these things in order to show up right correctly for our audience when in fact our audience appreciates the real part. So I really appreciate you saying all of this. I have an example from... um my son gets a ride to school from a friend and her mom is so great. And she's like you, she's like, I don't cook. And she knows I'm a food blogger. So I feel like she thinks that I'm at home, like making these like, elaborate creations and, you know, like probably what anyone thinks of a food blogger. So the other day I was getting Elijah in her car and I had don't like two boxes of donuts because he had to bring donuts to school. And she looked at me and she was like, did you make all of those? And I was like, oh Lord, no. I picked these up this morning at there's like a donut shop down the street. And she was like, oh, thank God. And she was like relieved. She's like, I was going to be really mad at you. And I was not offended at all, but I was super happy to hear yeah. that. And it's the same reminder you're giving us right now that yeah. people want to know that we're not like in the kitchen with our um, aprons on, creating all of these perfect meals, getting up at 4 a.m. Yes. to make donuts for our son's Don't school. Don't make us hate you. Don't yeah, make us hate so you. I, <laughs> yes. You know, it would be funny if there was a blog post right. and it was just blank and you're like, I had a rough night last night. Here, here's your <laughs> recipe. <laughs> Why haven't I ever thought of that? That is so funny. Or like five words, like yeah. here's your dang dinner <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. Or you're going to grandma's tonight. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> but you know, there's what there's three things too, three ways that your audience is going to move over from a casual audience to a loyal listener or a loyal um viewer? What would you reader, say? Uh, reader, follower, or follower. Reader, reader, reader. Yes. Follower. Let's do that. Follower. Okay. There's three things. They're going to either think they are just like me. So when they read your blog, go through all the stuff that you put out there, they like, oh my gosh, she's just like me. We have the same point of view. We have the same interests. That's my best friend. Or they're going to think they remind me of somebody that I care about whether you remind them of their mother or somebody else in their life that they care about, or three, the, 
the the third way that they're going to become from a casual reader to a loyal fan is they're going to say, I want to be just like her, or I want to be in a relationship with her, whether it's they want to date you or they just want to be your best friend and be in your inner circle. Um, so those are the three th- three things that you should always remember whenever you're putting anything out there, whether it's just a casual social media post that has nothing to do with your food blog or it's the food blog itself. Think to yourself, okay, is someone going to look at this and think, So what if we do know something like a lot about a specific topic and we want to um, relay that information, but we don't want to be like the know-it-all? Can we do that and then bring up flaws or how, you know what I mean? Like if you're really good with your knife skills, for example, and you're doing a video and you're like, well, watch what I can do. I can chop this onion in two seconds. And people are like, oh, jerk, like, Show I off. can't do that. Show <laughs> off. Exactly. So how do we manage something like that? Well, that's a good question. Okay. So first two things I would say. First, it's a series of showing up who you are that over time, the reader will just get to know you and they're like, okay, so they're proud of you and your knife skills because they know that, you know, looking at the big picture of everything that you put out there, it's not always perfect. So if you have perfect moments, that's okay. That's to be expected. Now they feel good for you because, you know, you are that mom who just two posts ago did a blank page and now you're doing your knife skills. Okay, fine. That's, it's okay. We'll cheer you on as we're your friend and we're in your inner circle. Or you can, um, you know, take it and make fun of it. Like brag, like almost over exaggerate the fact that you're so perfect at it. You know, make fun, joke about it. And just be self-aware with everything that you put out there. So if a dish turns out perfect, you can be like, that's right. Don't be jealous. I got it. You know, something in a sarcastic way. So it's non-threatening. It's not making the reader feel less of, you know, a chef or whatever, quote unquote. If you come across it from that point of view, then that feels good. So it's a long game. So we're talking about our audience who is going to be following us for a period of time, a long period of time. So they're going to get to know us and know our quirks and know that we're not always perfect with the knife skills, or maybe we have another part of us that is not perfect. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I like this. So how can somebody dig into this? Like maybe they're listening and they're like, I don't know what my quirks are. I don't know what makes me unique, how would they go about digging into that themselves? Um, Okay, so if you're going to do this yourself, and this is kind of hard because, um, you know, this whole character headline exaggeration of you, I was telling my husband too, I'm like, I'm here helping podcasters and I haven't revisited mine in so long and you should revisit it because life changes and your personality changes. I go, will you do it with me? Because he's in radio as well. And he's like, no, I can't do it. It's got to be somebody who doesn't know you as well. So it's got to be like that non-biased person. But if you can't find that non-biased person to dig deep into who you are, because you get to point out things that you don't even realize are a thing. You know, for the longest time, I didn't realize how crazy neurotic I am. It was just my (laughs) world and it just felt so natural. But until someone pointed it out, I'm like, oh, yeah, I am kind of crazy. And then you just put the stage makeup on whatever that is. This is such good stuff. Sandy, I'm going to interrupt you just for a moment. We're going to take a really quick break and we will be back in just a minute. Hey, food bloggers. 
Do you ever get caught up in the confusion about how in the world you are going to make money? Take the free quiz I've put together for you that is going to help you get to the bottom of this problem. Go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash quiz to find out which stream of revenue is the next perfect one for you. Your results will be personalized based on your answers, and they will provide you with action steps and resources that will help you launch into monetizing your blogging business in a new way. There are truly so many ways to make money as a food blogger, so don't waste another second. Again, go to eblogtalk.com forward slash quiz and get started on your next revenue stream today. Hey, it's me again. I am just hopping on here now to talk a little bit about the awesomeness of the Eat Blog Talk Mastermind Program. Some of you are in it and loving it and getting so much value from it. And for those of you who are not yet in it, I wanted to give you just a really quick testimonial from one of our members, Barbara Curry from Butter and Baggage. She had such nice things to say about the Mastermind program, so I wanted to be sure to share this with you. This is Barbara's quote. Since joining the EBT Mastermind program, I have developed confidence in myself and what I can accomplish. We have all learned from each other, new skills, shortcuts, ways to be more efficient, and courage to try new things. It's a place where we can brainstorm ideas and get honest feedback. The group gave me confidence to try something outside of my comfort zone, which turned out to be a huge success. I learned that something I was reluctant to try ended up being something I love. Without their support and encouragement, I'm not sure I would have tried it. It's a non-competitive place where I learn something new and helpful every week. It is the best investment I could have made. End quote. Barbara says it all there. Just wanted to share that with you guys. If you're interested in joining the waitlist for the mastermind program, go to eblogtalk.com to do so. Okay, Sandy, we're back from the break. So I would love it if you continued talking about how people can perform this whole exaggeration of you exercise on themselves. So if you want to try this yourself, which you absolutely can, but just think to yourself, be really open and self-aware of who you are and how you want to show up and just think, okay, so, and look for conflicts too. Like for you, you're so fantastic at cooking. You're so amazing at food blogging, but yet you are the mom who cooks dino nuggets. That's a conflict right there. And it's, it makes you smile and it connects with the audience. So look for those opportunities in your personality and then just write a phrase, you know, and you can tweak it as often as you want until it feels right, you know, Megan is blank. And the phrase that you came up with, you look at it and you're like, yeah, okay, that's who I am. That's who I'm going to show up as in every, every single food blog I put out there, every post I put out there, check off one of the boxes. So if you're like the adventurous, uh, loving mom who isn't always perfect or something, if that's your character headline, then every time you post, try to check off one of those boxes. Okay, does this post exemplify the fact that I'm, I have kids? Is this exemplifying the fact that I'm adventurous? And find creative ways to get that out there. Um, just over time, just sprinkle it in. Like you said, it's the long game. It's, it's, it's not like, hey, here's my character headline. Now love me. Yeah, right. More, <laughs> please love me. It's, it's more of just get, getting it out there and being exaggerated when you do it because if you're if you're too generic or if you're kind of saying it 
it doesn't stick out, stand out. So again, think, put the stage makeup on. It, it doesn't change who you are. It just makes it louder so people remember it. So you want your readers to walk away remembering your post. Weeks from now, they'll be like, oh, Megan, she's the one who posted that blank page. Ha ha ha. Or, you know, whatever it might be. That's what you want. So we're looking for kind of polar extremes, like polar opposites, right? So for me, I have quite a few. Like I come across on my podcast as being like really mellow and chill. And I am like, I'm pretty chill, but yet I go jump out of airplanes. So that sort of thing, like that's a pretty extreme. Like you would not know that unless I told you, you'd be like, what? What what are you doing that for? And then like- What? You're freaking insane. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fun, Sandy. You got to come try it with me. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I'll be there tomorrow. And then also the exaggeration of you exercise, that word is in there for a reason. So you're taking those little nuggets and you're kind of, you're not like lying or saying lies, but you're kind of exaggerating it. And that's what you guys do in radio, right? Yeah. Yeah. We take it to the extreme just to, because it's more memorable. And you know, I was at a clubhouse yesterday with our friend Ronsley and James, and there was a guy in the room who said he was speaking at an event and his wife had po- pointed out that when he would go on stage, it was like he opens up the curtain and ta-da, here I am. But he overall is a very, like you said, just reserved, quiet person. And he goes, sometimes I feel like I'm a fraud, like I'm lying. And then I was like, no, you're not. It's, it's who you are. You're just amplifying it. You're just like hello, I'm making sure you can hear me. I'm crazy or whatever it might be. You're just turning it up a notch, putting it on steroids just so it grabs attention. Because especially nowadays, we're always just scrolling where our attention is everywhere. So you almost have to like poke your reader and be like, hello, can you see me? This is don't. Yeah. And then don't you think that carries over into your life maybe and gives you a little boost of confidence like ooh, when if you do it after a while like if you put yourself out there in an exaggerated way in blog posts and on social media maybe after a while you're like oh this is a really kind of unique quirky side of me that I need to embrace more so I can see that affecting how you show up in your life does that make sense actually yeah, it's it is like therapy. When we do these sessions, these exaggeration of you sessions, it does feel like therapy because you're like, ah, oh, because sometimes we just need permission to own what we know is there, but we're almost embarrassed that it's there. So when you're allowed permission, yes, shout that from the rooftop. Just just exaggerate it and own it. Then it's like, ah, oh, that's who I am. That's who I have to be. I have to be that you know, neurotic, crazy Italian mom, because that's who and it's I am. endearing. And I guess like coming from my perspective, certain things about me are not endearing. But then when someone else says, like when you pointed out, oh my gosh, you make frozen pizzas for your kids. That's so funny. I was like, I didn't even, that didn't even register to me. But now I'm like, oh, I can kind of see what you're saying. But I never would have seen that if you had not pointed that out. So I think like digging into this sort of thing makes you, um, gives you a new perspective on yourself. Well, you also, because you, we all get so focused on our own little world, right? And we're all talking, like if your world is food bloggers, well, you're talking to other food bloggers, you're comparing yourself to other food bloggers, you're in this world and you almost forget to see the outside world and how they're viewing you. 
So it makes sense why we do it. That's true. And what do you think about this? I feel like it's easier to show up with those quirks and like kind of unique characteristics on social media than it is maybe in a blog post, like writing it out, you know, we're like, oh, I have to follow this structure. I'm going to put this recipe post up. But on social media, especially Instagram, for some reason, it's just really easy to put yourself out there, like with you and the meat thermometer. Like that is Sandy. Like you're telling us, I do not like cooking. I don't enjoy this. I'm, this is making me kind of, Right. This is making me crazy. You wanted to say disaster. (laughs) I did not say disaster. You said it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really easy to make those little snippet stories or a video and put it out there and for people to say, oh, my gosh, I love her. That's so fun. Um, So maybe start there if this is something that you want to dig into. I think Instagram stories are the perfect way to start putting your personality out. Sure. Absolutely. And, and, you know, to, I know engagement is everything, you know, is something that everybody is talking about. And engagement to me means that where your, your viewer is actually reacting to what you put out there, but also make sure you're connecting with your reader, the viewer. Like if they give you a like or something, I'm sure you've said this a million times too, but really connect with them because you just made them feel like they're in your circle of friends. So respond to them as if they are in your circle of friends. You know what I mean? So how would you do that? So with your meat, sorry, I'm just like, beating a dead horse here with your, no, your poor meat, your meat video. Um, did you save that, by the way? Did you put it in a, in a highlight? I hope you did. Uh, I don't remember if oh, I shoot. <laughs> okay. I was so frantic at that moment. I don't remember what I did. <laughs> so using that as an example, if somebody was like, oh my gosh, Sandy, this is so great. I mean, I'm sorry you're feeling the pain, but you just, I can relate to you. How would you reply to that? Okay, so this is, something that really, really works. It takes time, but it really works. Anybody who reacts like that, you reach out to them and talk to them as if you've been friends for decades. Oh my gosh, I knew you'd get a kick out of it. Or I so needed you that day. Or, you know, I I, I don't know. I wish you were my neighbor. So we, I would have called you and you could have helped me or something like that. So they are like, oh my gosh, she just talked to me as if we've been friends forever. Because How much does that make your heart smile? Even when you're taking a walk in your neighborhood and you wave to somebody you don't really know and they wave back, that for that split moment makes you smile, right? Like, oh, people are nice. If you do that with the people who are reaching out to you with even just a like or a comment, that will make such a big impact. If you go to their page, monitor them, like watch and and make kind of pay attention to who is are those people who often respond to you or give you likes or hearts or whatever and go to their page and reciprocate. So don't wait for them to come to you to react. Seek them out. I actually have, this sounds corny, but I actually have a Word document, my favorite buzz listeners. And we've given them names, like little character names. So whenever they call up on the show, we've given them a name. So now they're officially part of our group. I will make a point every week to scroll through their Facebook page, their Instagram, and react to some of their posts to say, I care about you so much that I took time because I value every single listener and you, and I know you do, and I know all your food bloggers 
friends do. They, they, you guys value the people that are coming to you, right? So show them, appreciate them, take time to give back what they're giving you. Don't take that for granted. I know I learned that early on because there were a handful of people that followed me early on and I was like, oh my gosh, they're showing up regularly and I just wanted to show them like, thank you. So I've always kind of held that as a value for myself. And if I see a comment on my blog post, always reply. If you see a comment on social media, every once in a while, I'll let a comment go just by accident and I'll go back and be like, oh my gosh, I'm horrified that I didn't reply. So I'm like, "Ah, sorry, I missed this. But yeah, I think that is such an important point um, just for all of us to remember. And I know a lot of food bloggers do that anyway. They're really good about that. Just being really grateful for the people who show up. What else do you have for us just along the lines of um, growing loyal followers and increasing that engagement? Because you have so many years of experience doing this and radio and it does translate. So what else do you have that can kind of carry over into the food blogging world? Um, I would say just, I mean, we covered the the big parts of it, um, but really just taking a moment like you, I think you guys already do it though. I think we should all learn from you because you really are grateful. Like you just said to all your viewers, um, but really appreciating every single person. Everyone always talks about the end goal, which obviously you have to have that end goal in mind, but everybody wants to jump over to that end goal or the money side of it or what's in it for me. And they forget that you're winning viewers, you're winning fans one at a time. So if you can connect so deeply with one fan, they're going to feel compelled to tell their friend and then it grows. So think of you know, we always were taught like you win listeners one at a time, you lose them in droves. <laughs> so, <laughs> so don't tick anybody off. But um, yeah, if you're genuinely and, and you are, you all are, you genuinely love what you do, you have a passion for it. So just don't lose sight of each individual person is helping you get to that. Goal. I love that. That's a great visual. Just seeing it like one step at a time. And that is such an important message not to like hurry to the end. We need Mm. to enjoy the journey and appreciate every single step along the way. So that is perfect. Thank you, Sandy, so much. We appreciate you and everything you've had to say today. Thank you for being here. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. I know you're busy, so we really appreciate it. Do you have, in addition to that, um, a favorite quote? I know you have like and like new about 102 favorite quotes after I saw your Facebook post yesterday. <laughs> oh, man, I was so panicked. I'm like, oh my gosh, Megan's going to ask me my favorite quote. Do I have one? I don't know. I mean, I often tell the kids I'll drop you off like a bag of luggage, but that's not a good one. Oh. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> so I posted it on Facebook. Man, there's some good quotes out there. Isn't oh my there? gosh. I logged on to Facebook this morning, which is funny because I don't get on there a ton, but I don't know why I went on there and I saw... Sandy Waters posted a new (laughs) post and it said, hey, everyone, I'm going to be on a podcast tomorrow and I have to bring a quote. What is your favorite? And oh, my gosh, like uh, literally 100 people replied to you. So I just felt um, overwhelmed for you that you had to go through all of those. So I'm curious to know what you picked out or if you have something different. 
Well, how about, and uh, any moms listening would appreciate this. I felt so guilty to just single out one <laughs> and make other people feel bad that I didn't pick theirs that I decided. Good call. Good call. <laughs> I decided just to give a little advice. All right, let's and hear it. That is follow what feels right for you because I have so much regret that I didn't just stop and soak it all in when the kids were little because I was always fearing that I wasn't doing enough, that ultimately I was doing too much. So when we look around and we see people, oh my God, they're doing that and they're doing, oh my, I should be doing all of this. It's like, just stop what feels right for you. Because yeah, it is one of my biggest regrets that I, I spent too much time focused on just trying to catch up to everybody else and be better than everybody that I wasn't just taking in the moment. And you guys are all doing a fantastic job wherever you are on your journey of food blogging. You are success. You are connecting with people. You are, you know, you're all beautiful and just follow what feels right for you. Oh my gosh. That was like the best um, ending words I think I've ever had here. Thank you so much. I love that. It's so true, so important. And it kind of goes with everything that we've talked about today. So great way to wrap up. And now you can go back to your friends and say, oh, look, I didn't pick one of you. I picked none of you. <laughs> but thanks for the thanks for the quotes. Now you have some favorite quotes to ponder. You can go through them and, you know, Pick words to live by. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you, Sandy. We're going to put together a show notes page for you. If anyone wants to go look at those, you can go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash Sandy Waters. Tell everyone where they can find you, Sandy. Where are you online? Oh my gosh, connect with me. Anybody who needs help with anything. I know I focus most on podcasters, but anybody, I will just, you know, just say that you're friends with Megan Porta. Say that you're a eat blog talk podcaster or podcast friend, food blogging friend, and uh, we can set up a meeting to chat. But Sandy Waters 98 is, uh, is how you can follow me on social. And definitely go do that because you might find some other hilarious um, <laughs> meat related videos or other. She's seriously, you are so funny. You're just, you make me laugh and you're just so nice. So glad to have you in my world, Sandy. Thank you for being here Aww. again. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you next time. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.